Welcome to Phone Sex with Lily Show, where talent in front and behind the camera is showcased and explored. As you can imagine, there are a lot of characters and personalities in this industry. Listen as they share their stories. But first, grab your lube and get comfortable because the guests will unknowingly be subjected to phone sex with a porn star, webcam model, and your host, Lily Craven. Hello. Why, hello. Oh, what what are you doing? Well, I happen to be lounging in my nice, fuzzy, furry red chair, wearing some velvety, nice, silky red dress. Well, what about you? I have my tits hanging out of a red shirt. That sounds very hot. What do you plan on doing with those tits, baby? Well, I was hoping someone might, you know, drop in, if you know what I mean, and I would bust them out. Well, you know, you can find me on my grinder profile, and I'll be right over there, baby. Ooh. <laughs> well, it, are you expecting anyone right now? I'm not expecting anybody right now, which is why I came on here because I was just feeling all alone and just really randy. So if someone stopped by right now and it was a man of your dreams, what would that be like? Well, I would just walk right out of this room into the room right next to me where I've got my dungeon, where I've got a discipline horse, multiple fuck machines, St. Anthony's cross, and well, just many other toys for us to play with. Ooh, you don't think he would run away, do you? I have a lock on the door. Ooh. <laughs> and a lock. Do you have a lock on his? <laughs> yeah, you know, of course, I've got many chastity cages with many locks. <laughs> Ooh, you're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show. And wow, obviously, <laughs> she, is, she, she is blonde. She's a bombshell. <laughs> she is an avian Hall of Famer. She is the porn star who put the B.A. in T.N.A., Miss Brittany Andrews. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. I've never heard anybody say the B.A. in T.A., bitches. There you go, bitches. (laughs) Well, well. If you're already making a creative girlfriend, I love it. (laughs) You know, let's just um, dive into the tits and ass. <laughs> you are like, you're legendary and well known for the tits and ass, correct? This is, this could be true. Yep. 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 And, and can we see a little bit? You want- yes. Ooh. How big are they? Well, you know what? Um, since the pandemic, I got an upgrade on both the tits and the ass. So, um, I am a 34 triple D or a 34 F and then I got a new butt too. Please, let's see it. Holy wow. This is kind of cool. I've not. It's amazing. 
I've not worn this dress since I got the new butt and it's like really good for the new, I need to wear this more yes. often. It's got that split right down the back. That is like. Exactly. I'm like, wow, damn, the new butt looks pretty good in this dress. I need it that. It looks really good. Yes. <laughs> We're all like, no. <laughs> so it, yeah. So definitely you have redefined the, the industry's tits and ass, right? <laughs> Well, you know, it's one of those things when you're my age, you just have to like have this ongoing fight with gravity and it's a very yes. expensive endeavor, but you know, I'm, I am all there for it. Yeah. Just, you know, now, now can I ask how old you are? Um, I am actually a couple of weeks away from my 49th birthday. My birthday is uh, August 13th, which means that Ooh. next year I turn the big five zero. whoop, whoop. Well, I'm I'm right behind you. On the 21st, <clears throat> in a couple days, I'm going to be 46. Okay. I, is that still being a baby? <laughs> We're babies, right? Oh, I mean, you know, I guess it's all relative, right? Like, Yeah, I, what can we do? I go to 12-step meetings, and I'm kind of pretty young in comparison to a lot of the people that I go to the meetings with. So actually, just this morning, they were like, I said, you know, that next year I'm turning the big 5-0. And they were like, ah, you're a baby. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe exactly. it's you guys. But like in the world I live in, I'm the fucking old bitch all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I do understand that. <laughs> because, right. But it's the time for us, I think. I think it's really girlfriend, you know. Age, it's like I started at 40, so that tells you right there that would not have happened back when you started, correct? Nope, I started in 1991, nice. and then I retired at 30 because that's when women in this business would retire, it was before the word MILF existed. And, um, I remember when I was like retiring, I was probably like around 33. Uh, and I remember the word MILF was just coming out. And those of us that were older at 33 didn't know. know yeah, exactly. Didn't know how we felt about that particular word. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, exited stage left because I was at that age where you did exit stage left. Wow. <clears throat> and then you went to like a film school, correct? I did. When I retired, I moved to New York. I did three years of film school, uh, in New York. And then I started producing, uh, mainstream films. I had one of my films, uh, premiere at the Cannes Film Fest Festival, I won a bunch of awards, um, yes. you know, they were all, you know, the Toronto Film Fest, Sundance, Cannes, uh, won a bunch of awards for producing. And then after like being in film for, I don't know, 20 some odd years, I was like, I'm done. I did it. I'm done. <laughs> and then I just quit all production. I was just, I was done. And then I moved into music and I started DJing. Oh, wow. So are you currently, you're in Vegas, correct? I am in Vegas, baby. Are you DJing anywhere? No, I retired from DJing after doing that for about 12 years wow. uh, during the pandemic. Uh, because during that time, I started another business and it just wasn't, um, it's just, there's not enough time in the day. And <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, there's so much to do. And, uh, and you know what, DJing is actually very uh, time intensive. And 
I'm old. I want to go to bed at night and I've had back surgery. Like I don't want to be jumping up and down, staying up all, all hours of the night. You know, it was yes. one of those things of where when I started doing it, I don't know how many years ago now it probably was probably like, like 14 or something. And at that point I just, I was still doing the, the mainstream filmmaking thing but I needed to make more money because independent filmmaking can be really difficult to pay the bills with all the time. Yes. And <clears throat> I wanted to be able to continue using the brand that I had already built. Exactly. Um, and at that point, the celebrity DJ was a really big deal. And I had been working with a DJ booking or a booking agency since my mid twenties um, as a host and an MC. Um, and I used to travel with DJs on the road for that particular company. Uh, and my girlfriend, like I'd known her 20 years. And um, and I said, hey, you know, if I started DJing, could you book me? And she's like, if you don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> so do you suck? No, I do not suck. You know, Good. I didn't think so. <laughs> but I did, you know, after she said that, I was like, you know what? I started going to um, school in New York. Um, and I took up all kinds of musical classes. I got a master's certification of Ableton at that time. I was taking up the piano. I took beat juggling, you know, um, all <laughs> these different kind of things. It was called uh, Dubspot uh, in the meatpacking oh, district. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the meatpacking district in New York. And uh, so, yeah, so I was there for probably about a year or two. And then... Um, I think I was there for like two years, but then for one year I worked on it and then I came back to her and I said, okay, now I'm ready to like have you professionally represent me. I officially don't suck. Yes. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, I'm a porn star. I officially do suck, but you yeah, know. I was like, wait a minute. No. Scratch. <laughs> A record, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a sucker that doesn't suck. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. I'm starting to get confused. I'm blonde. So what what was the one thing that got you back into it after you stepped away for two years? Like was it a person me? or now all the money bitches were making on OnlyFans? I'm like, hello. Like there has never there been yeah, there's never been that kind of money made in this business. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, bitch, you still hot? So yes. I was like, let me go get some of that OnlyFans money. So, um, but, and you know what? And the thing about it is, is that things ended up happening backwards, right? So I planned on going back in and I really wanted to just um, go on set, suck cock and go home, right? <laughs> I didn't want to yes. have anything to do with like production, camera, yeah. you know, directing, producing, distribution. Social media, yeah. Promoting. Well, the, the social media I knew I was still going to have to do, but the actual production part, I didn't want to have anything to do with that. I just wanted to suck cock and go home. So, <laughs> You know, so I got, I did my comeback, like, literally at the end of 2018, and we all know what happened in 2020. So I had, yes. like, one year, uh, and then everything fell apart. So That's when I started, was, like, the month before yeah, the pandemic. Like, I was like, what the heck? No, it's the last AV... The last AVN we had was yes, yes. Kind of like of all times. It was like two months later and the world is shut down. Great timing. No. Nah, nah. But but it did allow me to 
focus and build a, like start my branding, which right. I probably would have skipped over or not paid as much attention to if I would have, if that would not have forced me to stay home and work on something else. Well, it sounds like both of us had like a somewhat similar kind of situation. So my concept was, well, let me get relevant. You know, I'll shoot all these films and I'll get my name back into the public. And then once I'm relevant, then I'll start doing the OnlyFans stuff. Uh, But yeah, being that everything shut down, you know, it's like, oh, great. Now I've got to like the only way I can get my name out is I have to buy a camera and I have to like start yes. sending scenes to like MILF.com. And so I started, you know, like producing and directing scenes for some of these companies of myself at home and then started, you know, the OnlyFans and then, you know, shooting tons of content, which I did not want to do. I wanted to just sucked it into home. <laughs> now, now, did you start doing a lot of solo stuff? I do a lot of solo stuff. Yes. Um, because at the end of the day, I still find it extremely difficult to make money from online platforms that would pay me my scene rate that I make from a company for shooting a boy girl. Yes. So, I mean, I could be doing something wrong, but at the moment, like yeah. my <laughs> It just doesn't, um, I don't make a ton of money off of it. And I don't, I don't want to suck cock for free. I was going to say, if you're at my level, you know, cause I'm rather new, um, they literally, you don't get paid for it. Well, I, I won't do it then, but <laughs> cause I'm not doing it for free either, yeah. but, um, but that's literally the offers you get is for free. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm, you know, I'm excited. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like, you know, I, at least least if it's solo content, you know, I didn't have to fuck anybody. If I don't make any money on it, you know, most of all the stuff that I, I shoot now are custom videos, right? So at least I paid for the custom video. Um, It's not a lot of money, but it's just myself. And then as far as like, if it doesn't resell all that much, you know, yes. No harm, no foul. But, you know, if I do a full on, you know, freaking anal scene and then, you know. Hey, let's trade it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I don't mind doing the content trade thing. I mean, that all makes sense. But the the reselling of it, you know, I don't sell a lot of it on, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, pay-per-view or many vids or, you know, all these other different platforms. It's like I'm just not making enough. You know, maybe if I had the other business model that I originally planned on doing if I had gotten relevant enough and then, but I don't know. I just don't, uh, I still haven't figured out how to really make uh, a lot of money from pay-per-view or video clips yet. That's, I, I think that's pretty typical. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe not at your level, but yeah, I think. Mind you, I just started all of it during COVID. So I've been doing yes. For like two years now. So I think like any business, it takes a while to yes. uh, build an audience and, you know, that whole kind of thing. And I just started with the clips for sale. I got quite a few things up on mini vids. You know, I do eh, okay on it, but not, you know, extremely well, but I'm still, yes. I'm still trying. I'm still working on it. So you mentioned custom videos. What's a good recent custom you've made? Because I know you you oh. have gotten every request, <laughs> every request imaginable. 
So I just did one the other day. I think we shot it on Saturday. Uh, and it was a shrinking fetish. Yes. Isn't that wild? I, I've gotten those two. And the giantess. Yeah. Yes. So that's my first Tell time me. ever shooting that kind of content before. So, you know, I had my camera guy here and I was like, you know what? Like, I need to read a couple of uh, the yeah. descriptions of these videos so I can understand how the women talk in the video uh, to make sure that I'm <laughs> that I'm giving the fan exactly what they want. But yes. yeah, so that was an interesting one for me was the the the, the shrinking fetish. That was my first time shooting that. It is very, um, I don't want to say bizarre because there's a lot of things out there that are wild. I feel but, like, yeah. But it was fun to do. It yeah, was it was like, totally fun to do. It was fun yes. to do. But yeah, it was unique. Let's put it that way. Unique. Being yes. my first time doing it, it was unique. Um, you know, and then before, you know, you've got all the farting videos. I've, you know, had like the 10 minute farting video. Like, how does anybody fart for 10 minutes, you know? I see. I swear they have like a whoopee cushion or something on the side. Something, something's going on. You can't. I I bought uh, Mexican food for my crew, <laughs> and I just I had them coming up to the camera. You know, while I spread Stop my it. and I had my you know my camera guy and my and my uh, my other guy that does the slate Ooh. and everything and second camera. I had them coming up and doing the farts for me. If you if you if you order a custom for Brittany Andrews, you're going to get the real deal. <laughs> you know, we're doing our best over here, man. First I'm off. trying to give the customer what they want. I haven't done the farting, but I've done the queefing. Okay. I haven't you know, done the queefing. I haven't that, done the queefing. Yes, that one was an interesting but I've I mean I know I, don't that know. I don't, accidentally though queef on somebody. Oh, I was just shooting for girlfriend films uh for adult time and yeah. um I was in some kind of position and I queefed <laughs> on the poor girl and I was like you know, when I was much younger, I would feel much worse about that, but I'm still sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, when I, mine was an accident. He said, keep going, keep doing it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I yeah, was like, sure. <laughs> the girl that I was shooting with definitely did not say to do that again. <laughs> I can't Im Wait, were you on her face? Yeah. You know, the whole whoosh, with their hair blowing everything, you know, we were like, transitioning uh oh, positions yes. and just one one flew out the cuckoo's nest you know oh, that's classic <laughs> she said one flew out the cuckoo's nest yes so <laughs> okay moving on from there <laughs> when did you realize like you were hot like at um, what point did you go damn I, i'm I look, I, i'm a porn star like i'm hot like 11. <laughs> That's great. So you would walk past the mirror and you'd be like, damn. You know what is really strange is, <laughs> yeah, like, I remember it was the Madonna era. And mm -hmm. somehow I got my hands, like, on this red, like, corset. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, a girlfriend take, like, a picture of me. Like, I took sexy pictures of her. She took sexy pictures of me. And I was fucking 11. And I mean, like, oh, I look wait. back at that and I'm just like. Violated? <laughs> and like, and everybody used to say to me, like, as a, 
like as a bullying kind of thing, like, oh, you're going to be a Playboy model, right? Like, like it was a really bad thing. Yes, you know? sure. yes. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's so funny because I wish I could find them now and be like, bitch, look at my Playboy layout. I think they've seen you. Most likely. <laughs> if it's not in there. Yeah, I think they know who you are now, right? <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You know, and I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, you grew up in Wisconsin. <laughs> you say Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. You got to say it like a Wisconsinite so people yeah. know you're from Wisconsin. But yeah, you know, I'm uh, at the end of the day, it, it really was not the worst thing. <laughs> okay. So yeah, not the worst thing, but, but you started, you knew early on that you were going to be a star. You know, I mean, not really. I, you know, honestly, I had no idea when I first started stripping, I was underage. I was 17. I had a fake ID in Milwaukee and um, really, it was like, you know, I'd answered the phone. Oh, sorry. I had called up because back then you got jobs through classifieds within the newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I had called up. I really was not planning on taking the job. It was like just pure curiosity. Um, and the um, the boyfriend I had at the time, they, he was at the house and he picked up the landline because we didn't have cell phones back then. Yes. I feel fucking old. And the payphone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, the landline. Exactly what the, you know. And, um, and yeah, he was like, and I was like, oh, no, I have no interest, you know, because he was like, oh, this strip club called and blah, 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 blah. And you I said, can't do it. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. And he was like, oh, but you know, they make really good money. You should do it. And so there you go. That started the whole thing. And, um, you know, and whenever you're new, like, and especially in that kind of business, you know, I started off, I started off as a stripper, but then I became a feature dancer within like 10 months of like wow. regular stripping. Yeah. And I was nobody. And I was up in Wisconsin. They had this feature training school and all the other features had all the wonderful outfits and they had like a name wow. already. And I was nobody. And I was very insecure. My first job, I got fired because they said I had no personality. <laughs> I had no tits. That's what they told me. Oh my Look God. At me yeah. <laughs> So funny because Lord, this bitch got tons of personality. But I didn't. Yes, smile. I thought that you were supposed to be like super sexy, and I still don't fucking yes. smile. You know, I smile a lot on stage though now. But yeah, so I got fired my first gig, and um, you know, and then when I first started doing porn, I remember I gained a lot of weight when I first moved to LA, and. Like everybody started getting really skinny and I was like on set and I was crying because I felt like I was really fat because this was way before there was all different kinds of body sizes in the business. Like yes, that's waif days when they were really, yeah. really thin. And then one of the bitches took me off to the side and she goes, don't tell anybody, but all of us are doing fen fen. And I was like, I, I want to do Fen Fen. And so I got on Fen Fen and then I became a skinny bitch and I'm very grateful. And um, remember Metabolife? It was in the Metabolife days. Yes, I do. Yes. I, I do. And so, yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, and even, I don't know, I guess I've never taken myself overly serious. You know, I've always thought of myself more as a business, businesswoman, first mm -hmm. and foremost, more than like, somebody 
that's like a model or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, um, yeah, I guess it's, and even the word legend, right? It used to be thrown around at my office, right? Like, oh, you're a legend, but really it meant you were a fucking old bitch, right? Yeah. Like, well, a legend yet? Oh, not yet. I was going to say, does that make you feel like older? Like, gosh, oh, you know, I'm a legend. I am an old bitch and I'm honored to be an old bitch. So I'm perfectly like, I feel like I earned the title legend. So I'm more than oh, happy yeah. to like, wear it on my forehead. I've been around 31 years. So. Like, <laughs> weird. I wear it right there, you know? Yeah, you've been around a long time. I mean, how has how is the industry changed? Like, how do you see it? Well, I mean, I, mean, I know it's, it's a big change, but I mean, yeah, and like hundreds of them all, you know, because there's just been so many years with so many different yes. things from race relations to, you know, um, you know, talking about gender, talking about race, talking about politics, talking about, you know, the size Health. of it, you know, yeah. advocacy, uh, distribution, yeah. um, formatting. I mean, just like every single thing has changed. And, you know, I, I'd probably say one of the most, um, you know, like probably the two biggest things that I would say um, is, you know, everything, uh, like everything being digital, right? So it used to be that it was a handful of porn stars and we were all in L.A., right? There wasn't a ton of filming in Florida or Vegas at that time. It really was like a smaller family that was in the San Fernando Valley. Now you've got, you know, like I said, you know, mini vids, I want clips, chatterbait. Your your neighbor. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. I mean, the whole world is freaking sex workers now, right? And so it's it's a much different scope of what um, sex work is, which I love. I love the fact that it's a much bigger community and not just an elite elite group of people in the San Fernando Valley. And then, of course, you know, everything changing from when I first got into the business, everything was shot on 35 millimeter, right? And then it went from 35 millimeter. And then I remember when the first, you know, DV cams came out, you know, we had uh, the... uh, uh, the video cams, like beta cams, right? And I remember when that first came out and then I, you know, I first started everything when I started producing and directing was all on VHS and then it went to DVD. And then I pretty much retired when video uh, started coming out on the internet because that's when MindGeek got into the game and Pornhub and pretty much everything changed from DVD studios to uh, internet based, and really none of the studios survived. I think maybe Wicked and even Evil Angel are like the only two that. I mean, there's other smaller ones, but you get my point. Most of them all uh, died um, because nobody could really figure out what the distribution model was. And you know, I used to have a five thousand square foot studio downtown LA that I. Um, rented out for photo and film. And then I also produced and directed like six different DVD series. And at that point I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm 33. You know, my career, my, I'm aging out. (laughs) Exactly. I know it sounds so funny now to say, but at the time it was very, you know, like I'm aging out. 
And you know what? This business is um, going to shit. Uh, You know, the boat is sinking. I'm jumping the fuck off and going to do something else, you know? Yes. And, uh, and so, and so that's what I did. And so many people that I knew in the business that did have uh, these smaller studios like mine, all of them did go bankrupt. Yeah, I can imagine because once, you know, Blockbuster went out, then when you, every Friday night, Saturday night, you would go to the adult bookstore, you would go to Blockbuster and rent your videos. And then without that, it just sort of, well, they didn't then, really have a game plan. And everything seems- was free on, online, you know, yeah, you had all exactly. the that were stealing your content and putting it out there. And yeah. then you had fans that were stealing your content and putting it on torrent sites. So it was really next to impossible to actually make money um, being a producer director. And, you know, and, and honestly, you know, besides, you know, the OnlyFans thing, even though I didn't want to be a content creator, I mean, I, you know, that's not what it used to be called in my day. It was a producer director, but more or less the same thing, content creator. But I've been a content creator since I've been 21 years old. Yes, exactly. I'll be 50 next year. So, um, and the fact that you could finally start making money from your content again as uh, somebody that was on OnlyFans, uh, that was like, okay, well, I could see myself going back in because now there's a distribution model again. Yes. For someone like myself, because otherwise I would have had to have been like a director for MindGeek or Naughty America. You know, now I'm directing for I'm directing and producing for Kink. But, you know, I really didn't want to I didn't want to do that, you know, and because uh, I'd always been director, producer. And, and it's funny, too, because everyone's like, well, which do you prefer? And I'm like, you know what? I I. Don't mind. I don't mind being a producer for directors, but as a director, I don't like other people producing me. You know, not to say I yeah. haven't done it, and I'm continuing to do it uh, moving forward, probably with Kink. But it's and so that's how I know I'm more of a producer than a director, and that's me being a control freak. I don't like anybody having like the <laughs> upper hand over me. I don't like having a boss. <laughs> I never fit in the workplace. So that's why, yeah, why I, I was like, I never even kept a job. So I think a, a self-employment is the way to go. Me too, girlfriend. <laughs> yes, for sure. Now, okay. So today, are you still shooting? What um, are you, you said you were producing, directing, um, but do you still shoot? I do actually uh, just, I just got back Boy, from LA. Yeah, I just got back from L.A. I was shooting for Adult Time, Girls' Way Film. I just had, like, four scenes drop on one day. I had... Um, oh, I thought you did it in one day. I was like, hey. no, 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 They all dropped in one day. I had a scene uh, for Bang Bros that was with uh, Diego Perez that dropped. Another one with um, Tonight's Girlfriend for Naughty America with Lucas Frost. That dropped, and then I had one of the uh, films that I directed for Kink that dropped with Betty Bondage and Dra- um, Dave Navarro. Sorry, Draven Navarro. Ooh, you'd kill me for that. Um, 
then then there was one more i just i can't think of it right now so uh yeah so i'm still shooting yeah i just did my first ever dp and then uh yesterday i just emceed a gangbang uh so yeah yeah we're still we're still you know it's so funny because on my facebook uh, there's, I have a lot of like male talent from the nineties that are friends of mine on Facebook and they're just like, Oh my God, bitch. I can't believe that you're like still doing this, you know? And they're like, you look great and you're still doing it. And, yes. um, and they're like, man, the business just ate me up, you know? And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm just really honestly, like I, I, this particular business has given me a life beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm so beyond grateful. I'm happy I got in at a really young age and that I've been able to rely on it my entire adult life. You know, I've been able to do other things and then come back or integrate, you know, whatever I was doing with my brand that I had already built. Um, you know, I've traveled all over the world. I've dated billionaires. I've been able to do so many different kinds of businesses and projects and technology and blah, 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 blah. It's just given me such a rich and fulfilled life that, you know, it just really upsets me when you've got these women that think that we're all exploited. And it's like, you have me, bitch. (laughs) I was going to say, no, no, not at all. I mean, literally the, the possibilities are endless in the industry. They really are. You know, the the more I started interviewing, I do behind the camera as well, talent. So when I started seeing all the different, um, nooks and crannies of the industry, the foundation that holds us all up. Right. Um, it's just, it's endless. It's, it's never ending. And once you're in it, it's like a family, I think. Like, I can't even imagine being out of it. It's, it's saved me at, you know, I was getting divorced. I had no education. I went back to school. Like, it allowed me to do all of that. And yeah, it's a shame that, I don't know, I don't, I don't really need people to accept it. Like, if you don't, you don't like. Right, <laughs> but it would be it would be nice if people to be, did no, that, to be acknowledged, like when we pay our taxes. Yeah, exactly. Thank <laughs> you. Simple things like if I'm gonna pay my taxes, like could you like just, like yeah, exactly. in the back? Like I'm close <laughs> to a million dollars in taxes. Don't you dare yeah. tell me I don't have a right to be fucking political. Yeah, and then, and, and then the. You literally have to like hide through the banking. You have to lie through here to pay your taxes. You do. And you know, and the thing about it is, is that the, one of the main reasons I wish that it would get the respect that it deserves because uh, for women like ourselves, like I came from no education and I was really poor as well. And it's given me this great life. And I just feel as though it should be respected for what it does bring to a lot of individuals, both men and women, to give them such a better quality of life. And if it didn't have such a stigma, more individuals would be able to enter it, join it, uh, and uh, be able to be grateful for it and not be, you know, shunned. Yeah, Sean. We literally have to lie. You know what I mean? Like We we, literally have to lie, even though it's completely legal. Yeah, exactly. And and see, that's what I think OnlyFans brought for during the pandemic. Do you know how many people would have been, I mean, 
you think their stimulus check like helped anybody? Exactly, right. Like, oh, thousand dollars. Like, woo. And we didn't even get that. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was like during that time to have the people be resourceful and find a way to make an income and start to do things online, even their businesses for them to still shun it is just, I mean, think of how many people the government would have been taken care of, really taken care of. I know. Right. Without OnlyFans. Yeah. Exactly. They should be thanking them, not shunning them. Well, yeah. Or at least just like be like, okay, you can pay your taxes and then, you know, write what you do and then go on your way. You don't have to like it. (laughs) Everything. Exactly. I do agree with you. It's very frustrating. I am happy Mm -hmm. that uh, there are, uh, there is a legal case or at least they've got a committee that's put together right now. I know through the union of where they're working on putting together a legal case for sex worker discrimination in the courts. Good. I think that's, yeah, so needed. And and you also were an advocate for, um, for women in adult, or you were a board member, correct? Yeah. Board of directors. And that was um, one of your, the things you were advocating was using protection. I I actually, yes, was a condoms only performer for about 25 years. It wasn't until my comeback in 2018 that I ever did a film without a condom. And as somebody that would prefer to still be a condoms only performer, but I am not allowed to, uh, if I want to work, you are not allowed to use condoms in this business. And I really think with the whole um, abortion ban uh, that's happened recently, that the industry should be taking a second look uh, again at how they are handling that because there are so many women that go to Los Angeles to shoot and then they go back home to their respective states. And Um, you know, at the end of the day, not everybody is completely rich that shoots porn. Um, and I just think once again, uh, with this whole porn, uh, sorry, with this whole abortion ban, they should be allowing talent, uh, the choice. I don't choice. Yes. I don't think it should be mandatory, but I feel as though uh, back in the 90s, condoms were always available on set. And if you wanted to use them, you could use them and you could be condoms only if you wanted to. It was a choice and you weren't discriminated against. You still were able to shoot and have a very healthy career, which is not available to anybody anymore. And I'm highly against that. I you know it was my understanding that we can still choose it, but you're not you going can. to get a call back ever again. Yeah, I mean you can choose to not work. That's what I mean. Like, but it's not that we're not allowed to say we want to use that. Yeah, you could, but they probably you're wouldn't. Not. Actually, I know they won't shoot the scene. They'll no. send you home because exactly. I've had I've had it happen on set. When I was shooting with companies, when I was pretty much retired, right? And so I shot a couple of scenes, like during the 10 years I was retired. And obviously it was made very, um, it uh, it was communicated very clearly that I was still condoms only. And anybody that knew me knew, I mean, everybody that knows me for as long as I've been in the business, I've been like the only one in this business that's been condoms only 
as long as and as loud as I always have been. And no one rallied behind you on that one? No. Fuck no and fuck no. It literally, like, there was at a point in time, like, Chichi LaRue, it was me and I think maybe, like, one other person and all those people that did originally, which it was a small handful, all of them got blacklisted, you know? And and so, but at the end of the day- How did you survive it? No, honestly, dude, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because I was so solid about it. I never ever did Wavered, it without yes. it, right? Like I didn't flip flop, you know. And so everybody just knew, like this was like my soapbox that I was standing on, and I'd been around yeah. for a long time, almost like a signature, like part of yeah, your. Brand. It really was, and it was like, oh, this bitch, you know, and her fucking condoms, right? Well, that's how she is. She's always been that way, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And, uh, but yeah, no, there was very few. I've had so many women in my Twitter DMs uh, over the years that have said, I wish to God I could use condoms. I, I wish yes. I could say that, but I know I'll be blacklisted, so I can't and I don't. And so many of the people that wanted to be condoms only, they ended up on HIV um, lists and different things like that. Um, and, you know, we've had conversations over the years. But anyways, yeah, you know, it's still... But you, you ended up conforming to exactly what yeah. they're saying, even though you're a strong advocate of, of it. It's just you end up having to go with the flow. If you want to yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, because mm-hmm. I did do a comeback. Uh, when I moved from New York to Vegas and I tried to do it using condoms and I did get a couple of different scenes from people that knew me for a long time, uh, but it was a handful of scenes of people that I knew that made exceptions to the rule. And I knew that that was going to be the only jobs that I would get. And so I quit the comeback because I was like, I can't, you know, this is impossible. I can't. Yeah. No point. So uh, when I did this comeback, when I did this comeback, I knew that I had to make that decision. And so I did. And my pussy has been very unhappy because Mm -hmm. I don't have the microbes, you know, because like I didn't realize it, but I had been. It is not meant to have multiple things in there. It really wasn't. You know, I didn't realize it, but I was having a long-term monogamous relationship with Lifestyles condoms. Every once in a while, cheating with Magnums. But, you know, I was having, in my personal life, I probably only had like maybe four to five uncovered penises in my entire life inside of the bajajay. I had multiple long-term relationships where we were not monogamous. And so we were open. So we chose to always use condoms as well. Um, so, and I'm, I don't like monogamous relationships. I like open relationships. That's how I like to live, you know? So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, I just had not. And so then I go into porn and my pH balance has been so fucked up ever since. I can't, it's just like. You can't ever get it back on. Nope, nope, nope. It's so hard. I'm always. And no one like, talks about it either. No one, nobody not even in most- no, not even amongst us. They do not ever mention it. They don't. They don't. And it's interesting because I'm a spank mate of the year for a spank chain. And they, yeah, and they brought into the business uh, testing for something called, uh, uh, I don't know how you say it, but I call it MGen. And it's 
M-G-E-N. And so they've provided the testing for free uh, to uh, talent inside of the business, right? And it is a bacterial um, infection, right, that you can get within the business. And I said, well, honey, and we were having a, a, a we were having a sit down with the Free Speech Coalition, and I was like, well, honey, if we're going to start getting into uh, infections, let's talk about bacterial vaginosis, right? BV yes. is like every fucking bitch in this business has got it. It runs rampant. It's like next to impossible to like. Yes. You know, and and exactly nobody ever talks about it. And then they don't talk about the things that we need to have on set to have a healthy vagina. Our vagina, and, yep. our vagina is what like runs the business. And they're like asking me to put uh, tap water inside of a douche and use that for like squirting. And I'm yeah. like, I don't put tap water in my sinus um, rinse. You use distilled water. If you want me to put fucking water inside my cunt, I'm more than happy to do it. But give me distilled water. Using the Vegas slosh. (laughs) No kidding. So, girlfriend, yeah, I could go on forever, but this is supposed to be a sexy podcast. <laughs> yes, well it, well, it is. You're here. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hear you on that. You know, hopefully, I don't know if it'll ever change or, but it's just, so, yes. I'm thinking about it, but so Lord, I've been thinking about everything for a long time and we see how far that's gotten me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has got you far, so, <laughs> but you're the you're the last woman standing. Last <laughs> one standing, and I really was too with the whole condoms thing. But you know, I kind of finally made a decision. I was like, "All right, I've been a hoe for how long, right?" And I've been condoms only for like twenty five years out of being a hoe. Like statistically, numbers wise, I've protected the cunt a long time. I should be yes. pretty good, right? I'm like, I'm happy I was able to protect it to the utmost of protection for, you know, 25 years because I was testing and using a condom. Uh, So I was like, you know, the number, I live in Vegas, man. You got to sometimes like throw the dice. You know, the odds are good. They're in my favor. Oh, yeah. I'm all, uh, okay. No. (laughs) Well, now where can they find you on OnlyFans and what's your handles? Oh, well, I either go by, you know, Brittany Andrews or DJ Britstar. Ooh, okay. And so that's OnlyFans, Minivids, um, Twitter, I assume. Yeah, I, I just got my Instagram disabled. I think we just started oh, a new one. That. Yeah, exactly. Just started a new one uh, underneath my Brittany Andrews. My official website is also mybrittanyandrews.com, but you can also go to brittanyandrews.com. DJ Britstar is my Twitter that used to be my Instagram. I'm still actually working with the union's uh, lawyer to try to get my Instagram back. I, yeah, um, I'm on that list. <laughs> yeah, you know, but we're actually been doing um, uh, letters between uh, we we're taking a unique kind of road down uh, legal lane with Instagram. I'm not part of the case. I'm part of like doing something else kind of new. Uh, to try to get models because I chose to to go that route. I guess it's been offered, but nobody else wanted to do it. And I said, ah, fuck it. Let's try it, right? So um, I'm the guinea pig for like something new. And uh, so, but yeah, you know, it, and I have an, all my links under DJ Britstar that's got all my links, which is why my Instagram got disabled was because I had my all my links in the uh, the bio. You know, mine, mine uh, real quick, mine uh, got disabled. 
I got a, I've never violated. I don't walk on the edge. I'm squeaky yeah. clean, but I get a letter that says the, the state of your account right now is nothing that you have done wrong. In fact, thank you for following our terms and conditions, but you're disabled. You're what? terminated. And they gave me a thank you letter to tell me that I didn't do anything wrong. That's fucked up, man. And I was like, that's when I called the attorney. I'm like, well, this isn't right. And then I guess I didn't have millions of followers, so it doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, that's a rough one. That is. That definitely is. Oh. I know my and then my OnlyFans went down for like over a week, like two weeks ago. So I was like, oh, my Instagram went down, my OnlyFans went down. I was depressed. It was like, man, can a bitch get a break, man? Like, seriously, I'm just over here sucking cock trying to pay my bills. <laughs> You're like, I'm just I'm sucking anything wrong. cock trying to show the world. And you <laughs> I'm not doing anything wrong. Like, yeah, it... My check second dick was a good thing. Hopefully that'll bring more value to it when it's, you know, it's more difficult for us to navigate and hopefully that'll raise the value. But, you know, I am a very spiritual woman and I do believe that when God shuts one door, a window does open. So, um, there's always something and, you know, always like another to, way. Yeah, exactly. There's always another way. Sex workers are so beyond resourceful. Yeah. And we, we, we're on our toes. We can you know, the, the new video stuck. <laughs> we get, we don't get stuck, right? You do <laughs> we can, not. We're very we flexible, you know, pivot. Yeah. You want us to pivot on my toes, honey? Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it is exhausting. It is exhausting. In my mouth. No. <laughs> it is exhausting. And it goes back to that yes. thing that we were talking about before. It would be nice to just be left alone and not have everybody always burning my house down and having to build new houses. Yes, it's, it's exactly. You know, I want to live in my little comfortable house that I built and I want to stay there. I'm becoming old. Yes. Let me live in my house. Blowing it over, big bad wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was well, I very much pleasure. enjoyed it and uh, happy to come back whenever. All right. Well, thank you. You're, thank listening, you so you're listening to Phone Sex with Lily Show and we're signing off. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Phone Sex with Lily Show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch episodes you may have missed, go to Spotify, Anchor, or SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Simply type in Phone Sex with Lily Show. For the latest from Lily, you can follow her on Instagram at real underscore Lily Craven and on Twitter at Lily Craven XXX or message on Facebook at Lily.Craven40. Thanks again. Until next time.